Hello, and welcome to Your Next Career Step, a podcast from the Alumni UBC Career Education Program. I'm Nicole Yeasting. On the next four episodes, we'll be exploring how career paths can be forged by paying attention to possibilities. For many listeners, especially new and recent graduates, transitioning into a career from academia presents opportunity to develop new strategies for professional growth. In today's episode, learn how alumnus Zane Medji has developed a growth mindset and what strategies you can adopt and try out today. Zane currently resides in Vancouver and is the head of video for Daily Hive, where he serves as the creative director of video for the branded content arm Hive Labs. Zane was a Bollywood actor in Mumbai, taught high school drama in England, and more recently was a broadcaster for a morning television show and has interviewed Hollywood celebrities, including Oprah, Beyonce, Will Smith, and Lady Gaga. Zane, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So many of our listeners have experienced a lot of change over the past few months. So more recently, the class of 2020 just graduated and they are now entering a very uncertain job market. So today's episode, we'll be talking about developing a growth mindset, and learning about your experience along the way. So why don't we just kick things right off and saying, why don't you just share, what does having a growth mindset mean to you? You know what? I think it comes down to this simple idea that either you're in a state of growth or you're in a state of decay. There is no in-between. Think of a chair. A chair used to be a tree. The tree gets cut down and made into a chair. The chair is never going to be in a state of growth. It's always going to be in decay. So you can sit there and do nothing and you're going to be in a state of decay. But as long as you're moving forward to do new things, learn new things, take action, uh, you're going to be in a state of growth. You are setting yourself up to succeed, to do better, to be better, and to know better. And those kind of three things is the better way to surmise what a growth mindset is. And those are kind of uh, transferable. They don't have to come in that order either, right? You do better by doing better. You know better. When you know better, you be better. But also with the mindset, you can just choose today, I'm going to be better. And when you choose that mentally to be better, then you're going to do better. And then that propagates knowing better. But then if you go and educate yourself, it's when you know better, you do better. But it's also because I don't always do better just because I know better. It's when you know better, you have the opportunity to do better. And the question is, are you going to do better? And then again, it comes down to that state of being. Uh, the growth mindset is really just a state of being. Not so much doing, not so much knowing, but how are you being? If, you, if you're looking back at your career, and I think you've had such a dynamic career, is there an instance or a situation where you have witnessed or you have observed your own growth mindset? I think it's like stepping out of, oh God, it's like, oh God, cliche, step out of your comfort zone, step out of your box. But there's a reason why things become cliche or tropes because they get repeated so often. I think that one of the key things that I ever did, there's a back uh, when I used to live, uh, uh, I think when I was straight out of UBC, this is a long time ago, uh, in 20, like not even 20, 2000, flat, 2000 when I graduated, uh, I'd gone to a place called Book Warehouse, which there's not very many of those left, but I went in there and there was a book on like how to get a job or some kind of thing like that. And one of the things it said, and I love this, and everyone should do this, but I've never really found out the most positive way to phrase this thing, but they say in a job interview, always ask this question, and it's like, what concerns do you have that would keep you from hiring me? 
And that's kind of a, like a negative thing because you're asking them to answer negatively. But and I'm not really sure how to positively phrase that. But the idea of getting the person interviewing you to think about that is like, first of all, they're going to give you feedback and you're actually challenging them. Like the whole growth mindset thing is to challenge your thinking. So now you're challenging them to think about like why they do want you here, right? If you phrase the question better, but also for yourself too, is like to have that conversation. Do you actually even want to be here? But it's like, then you get to decide, I don't want that. But you have to think in a situation that it's not like, you're not settling here. And that that's like a very specific thing about jobs. But I think that even beyond that, it's like always thinking about the possibilities. And I'm a bit of a pessimist too. It's weird. I think I'm a, um, uh, I'm a dichotomy of things because I'm a pessimist, but I'm also an optimist. I can point out why this isn't going to work, but I'm also going to point out how we can make it happen. And I think that's frustrating for a lot of people. And probably if you're listening right now, you're like, uh, you're just negating everything you're saying. But I'm like, I'm just presenting both sides. And I think for me, it has become innate. Like I think I grew up as a very negative person. And at my core, I'm a very um, pessimistic, dark-minded person uh but like as if you're hearing me you're like well he's saying that with a smile so is he crazy but i think it's like having your mind open to possibilities and for me it's infinite possibilities overwhelm infinitely so sometimes within when we all want to have a growth mindset and achieve all these things it's like you can't do everything at once you can do anything but you can't do everything and if you want to do everything you're going to have to put it in an order and having that in itself like you're like oh but that's so limiting and constricting but it's not because what it's doing is putting in a system so you can make these things happen and take incremental steps to achieve your growth, whatever it is. If it's in your muscles, if it's in your social media following, you don't just become jacked or you don't just get 10,000 followers. Everything is a micro step, right? So it's like finding out what is the goal and then what are the key crucial steps to achieve that goal? And then if other things come in that way, are they distracting or supporting that goal? Self-awareness is one piece. So you may, may have asked that question. You talked about being a, a pessimist, but self-awareness is a really important piece around growth mindset. Um, but I do want to go back to that question. So you asked, I'm assuming at one point in your career, you had asked someone in your interview what concerns they have about hiring you. Do you remember any examples? Yeah, I totally do. There was a job to be a producer on a show called MTV E2 to be the assistant for Ben Mulroney and I think to be a researcher writer. Mm -hmm. Those were the jobs that were there. I applied for them all. And somehow I got an interview for the producer job. I had just left my job at Breakfast Television in Vancouver mm -hmm. and I got this producer interview. Okay. And we did the whole interview and at the end of the interview, the producer of the show asked me, well, do you have any questions? And... I just said, well, what concerns do you have that would keep me from getting this job? And she paused and clearly taken aback and like didn't know what to say. And she's like, well, I don't think you have enough producer experience. And then I said, well, this is why I did. And then I listed all the shows that I directed and produced at UBC outside of the theater department. Essentially, when I was told no at UBC, I would be like, well, I want to do this. I'm going to use the resources that are there and available to students let me use them. So I went back and like explained all that stuff to her. And she's like, okay, yeah, but you don't have TV experience. That said, I've seen your demo reel. I think you'd be really good on air. And I was like, oh my God, well, that's really what I'd be great at because I, she'd seen my reel from breakfast television here in Vancouver. And so if I hadn't asked that question, it could have just ended the conversation. And she's just like, hmm, maybe nice guy, not what we need. 
but because I presented it to her to think of it, to like expand her mind of what was possible. And because of that, then that led to screen tests and then um, some other conversations. And I, I, I finally got the job and I was persistent and resilient, like in a way that I am not now because I'm old and jaded but back then I would call every week like I would call the executive producer of the show like who does that yeah awesome people who come straight out of school that's who do that yeah and so I'd call and finally she was like do you want to like come and fly out here um for a screen test and I was like oh my god I don't know if I can afford a ticket and then her assistant was like uh oh we'll pay for the ticket and I was like oh my god because <laughs> I didn't know like what do I know about like network television back then right and so that's what happened because I asked that question well, there you have it. If anyone's ever looking to interview with you at dailyhive.com, they can ask that question. Um, but looking looking back at that experience, how has that impacted who you are today? Well, I think the positive way is that story right there. But I think that one time is like, I think a growth mindset um, where it may have backfired, if I can be so candid, okay. uh, is that um, uh, after like working at eTalk for several years, there was an opportunity and I auditioned for it and I got the I got offered to host a different show on a different channel. I was like, I'm going to do it because it's my opportunity to make more money and have my own show. But I didn't really think about why do you want to grow in that direction mm -hmm. and for what goals, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to take a chance. And I took that chance, but I had to leave the job at eTalk because I wasn't permitted to be on both networks at the same time. It's like, I didn't know better back then. You don't know better until you do better to allow you to be better. And I just didn't know better. I didn't know people who'd like left a show. And like, in hindsight, if if I could mentor my that that version of Zane, I would have been like, okay, so you're going to make this drastic career pivot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do you want to accomplish here, right? Is it just ego that you want your own show? Well, cool. But is that the smartest thing, right? What is the work that you love? But I think the missed opportunity there is like thinking of the growth thing of like, oh, more money, more prestige, the ego fuel. But I didn't, from a business point of view, I didn't know better to think about, hey, why don't you write a book about this, right? Or why don't you launch a clothing line? Like those things I could have done back then and I didn't think of it because I didn't know to think of it, right? And so sometimes why that's a value to like find mentors is if you're gonna take these bold steps, it's like you can do it on your own, and it'll just take you that much longer. Or you can find the people who can guide you because success leaves clues. And you don't necessarily need to know them personally. Because if you look at it, you know, I've always been a big fan of Oprah Winfrey. We're paths have crossed and I've asked her to be my mentor. And uh, she's like, uh, who are you, weirdo? But <laughs> the thing is, she leaves clues. I don't need to talk to her because she writes books. She has a magazine. She has podcasts. She has social media telling her what she's doing. So if you want to emulate what she's doing, what are the steps that you can do from where you are to emulate that? You're not going to be here. There's never going to be another Oprah. Like TV doesn't even work the same way as it does in the 80s and the 90s. But it's like, what are the lessons that the people ahead of you have left as clues for you to build your own success? You've connected with a number of different individuals, especially in the pop culture realm. So Margaret Cho, Oprah Winfrey, which you've mentioned her, Lady Gaga, and the list just goes on. What is something you've learned from connecting with these figures that helps you understand your own growth? Stop settling. Okay. I know that sounded so sad, right? I was like... <gasps> It's like I think because we're, it's like we're uh, we're all capable of great things. Yeah, mm, that just seems so pressureful. Um, we're all capable of good things, you know. Um, sometimes when you're like, oh, it's got to make, it's got to have joy, and it's got to like be great. It's like that's too much pressure. Like I always strive for excellence, but 
my my mediocrity sometimes is better than other people's definition of excellence. But it's like when you're putting stuff out there for other people to consume, it's it's something I tell my team a lot is like, just make content that makes you content. It doesn't need to make you joyful. It doesn't need to make you ecstatic. It doesn't need to change the world. Everyone's like, I want to impact the world. I'm like, like an asteroid will impact the world. Like <laughs> make micro changes, you know, small, significant changes over a long period of time. And that's successful growth. And I think looking at these people, especially these ones who have had like these long careers that we just mentioned, it's like, well, what can we learn from them? How do you evolve over time? Even for myself, like, you know, I've done the most random stuff. Like, you know, as you had mentioned earlier, it's like, I was like, I've been in a Bollywood film. I've like played news reporters on like superhero shows. Um, I was a high school drama teacher in England. I was a TV host. I was a waiter. I ran a painting business. Now I'm um, a creative director for branded content at a digital publication. It's like I run the gamut of so many things. And I think it comes down to it because I just wasn't like, there was a period where I was stuck and I was so stuck on the idea of like, no, I'm a TV host and that's what I do. But I'm like, well, TV, who watches TV now, right? It's like, that's not a thing. <laughs> so you can't just stay in that way. You have to evolve constantly. And I think that that's even more so. I think like when I grew up, it always like you get one job and you stay there for 30 years. Like that's what my parents did. My dad came here from Africa. Uh, he was in the army. He worked in avionics. He started a business in Toronto, brought it here. And he did that till the end of his days that he ran a successful business on his own. My mother... Less so. She started as a chicken farmer in Africa. That's what she went to school for in England. And then came here and became an accountant. And then she retired, right? But she did the same career, same jobs, same company for most of the time. Me, I've done so many different things. For mm -hmm. graduates today, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's like, you can even look at it in this new world of online entrepreneurship too. The opportunity is that even if you get a job somewhere, it's not your only job. You look at it as like that person, that company is your biggest client. But what's your side hustle? What is the other things you're creating? The only person who is limiting you is yourself. And so if you can get past that, that's where you're really going to grow. We'll be right back. This episode of Your Next Career Step is supported by the BMO Alumni UBC MasterCard. Reward yourself and support valuable programs and services for the global alumni community every time you use your BMO Alumni UBC MasterCard. Find out more at alumni.ubc.ca slash BMO. So we just have a few more questions to ask you. Um, you're, you're talking about some of those the limiting factors and it may be more... I guess some folks may see it as a fixed mindset and perhaps they may not even realize that they have a fixed mindset. So what advice do you have for people who may be transitioning from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset? Well, let's define fixed mindset. What is a fixed mindset in your definition? Sure. So I think having the belief or the understanding that you are the way that you are because of you because you have certain skills or traits or behaviors and you can't necessarily grow or develop and it's a rather fixed perspective whereas i see growth as being the opposite where you may see a behavior or a trait and you see the possibility to continue to improve or develop that particular behavior or trait and this is maybe a little bit controversial, but it's like to have a fixed mindset is a bit to be a bit of a victim, to be like, <laughs> I'm in this circumstance and yeah. there's nothing I can do about this circumstance. And how do you change your situation for the better, right? Okay. For example, when I was out of work, 
for several years. Uh, I like didn't have a constant gig. I was still stuck to the idea of like I am a TV host, and I'm like, well, there's no TV show to host. Yeah. So, well, what are you gonna do? I think Lily Singh, if you all know who she is, the YouTuber who has now now who hosts late with Lily on who replaced Carson Daly uh, in the suite of talk shows on NBC. They're all hosted by straight white men. And she came in there, and for 10 years or so, she was creating YouTube videos. And she made a name for herself out of mm-hmm. Mississauga, Ontario, to the point that then she got this opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that the, uh, when I talk about, like, you know, success leaves clues, it's like, well, hey, you want something like that? Well, she's kind of shown you a map there mm-hmm. to emulate. If you went to a job interview and someone said, where do you see yourself? Like, in, 19, in 2015, and someone's like, where do you see yourself in five years? Are you going to be like, I'm going to be in the midst of a pandemic and a cultural racial upheaval wearing my mask and not touching anything where the president is the host of The Apprentice. Like, you would never imagine that. So if you were stuck to whatever you had planned in 2015 to survive today, it ain't going to work. It goes back to that example about the chair, and we are not wooden chairs. But if you stay in that way, all you are is in a state of decay. But if you're evolving and changing, even in small micro steps, that, uh, that is the growth mindset. Achieve more, better, and different by following that idea of do better, know better, be better. So some of our listeners are new or recent graduates. So looking back when you were a UBC graduate and you were just graduating, what is something you wish you knew when you were graduating? Okay, so obviously it goes back to the idea of like having that mentor thing. That's a big one. You don't need to know those people. Mm -hmm. Success leaves clues. Reach out to people. So don't ask them for stuff. Somebody recently wrote me and said, uh, it was actually, it was a lovely message. And they said that um, uh, they admire the work I've done and it shows how to pave a way for uh, diverse voices. And then they were like, can we get, can I buy you a coffee? And I was like, "Mm, I can buy my own coffee. No, thank you. Right. It's like, don't ask for anything right away unless it's like, what can you offer? Mm-hmm. What can you help? And then sometimes you'd be like, well, what can I help? What can I offer? You know, like uh, the easiest way right now is if there's somebody you admire. And of course, like not Oprah, because there's too many people following her. But if there's somebody like closer, right, it's like, who's like the next step to what you need to achieve? Follow them. Mm-hmm. Engage with the, what they're putting out there. Engage with their messaging. Engage with what they're offering and be like, how can I help? Right. You know, internships is one way to do it. Uh, volunteering is another. It's like putting yourself in the place where the people who can support you to get to your goal are meet them where they're at and in a time Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. physical distancing then it's actually easier because it's changing it's not social distancing anymore Mm -hmm. it's physical distancing you don't need to physically be with them but how can you connect with them in the ether of the internet and that's what I would say to reach out to, to find those people to guide you. Because all of the mistakes, I don't know mistakes, the missteps, the detours that I've had in my career, it's because I never had someone to bounce off of. My brother is in the same industry. He was a television host for a very long time. And uh, he's writing a book now. He's pivoted. 
you know, it's the same thing. It's a growth mindset. But like, I would ask him questions about stuff, but it was like, we were on the same level and not ahead of the game, right? It's, I would say, find the people that you can align with that are hmm. further down the road. Yeah. And they don't need to be so far down the road. Like I said, Oprah style, Will Smith style. They just need to be maybe six steps ahead. So like, even like when you're looking for people who are like selling online courses, it's like, who are the people who are just those few steps ahead of you? Because yeah. then you can meet them. And I don't even mean like meet them in person. I mean like you can meet their goals. It's not so crazy that you're like, now I'm going to go from just graduating UBC to building a multi-billion dollar company. Like that's a big leap. You're probably not going to do that in a year. But can you find the person who's joined a startup and is in, in the world of what you want to create? Or somebody who has put out two self-published books so who can guide you on how to get your first book out there? Or someone who's opened a restaurant or bought a franchise and you're like, well, I want to get in that business too. Look at autobiographies and whatnot and find those people. Find, find your mentors in real life and virtual mentors. And I guess the other idea is to present your body of work. A good friend of mine, Pamela Slim, who wrote the book Body of Work, I met her and she was just about to publish this book. And I've been reading it recently. And it is about tying in all the things that you've done. So if you're what you did in school, like for me at UBC, I did the most random stuff. Like I had mentioned, I went to UBC on a science scholarship, left with a theater degree. I had restarted the Musical Theater Society, even though I can't sing and I cannot dance. But I used that as a vehicle to direct and produce. I wrote essays. My English teacher, who I just before this podcast recording, I looked up to be like, where is he now? And I remember he encouraged me to use my voice and be like, dude, you don't want to do science and math. That's not what you're here to do. It's like that intersection. Like everything is a remix. If you ever heard the idea of one plus one equals three, it's when you take two things and bring them together, it doesn't just become the sum of the part, but it becomes greater than the sum of the parts. And it's like taking those things from your past at UBC, from your extracurricular activities, your work, and presenting it somewhere. So when someone does come and they're like, hey, I would like this opportunity to collaborate with you, to work with you, whatnot, where can I find that easily, right? Social media is one thing, but you don't own any of those platforms. And the trend always changes, right? There was a thing called Friendster. There was a thing called MySpace. Then Facebook was the biggest thing. Facebook acquired smartly Instagram, which then aped Snapchat. So that devoured that. But then now TikTok is on the rise. But if you have a website where I can just go, where do I find out the thing about you and what you do? You can show me. You can present it in the way you want to. It's like your turf on the Internet. And then it allows me to experience your body of work. And I say that and I'm in the process right now of putting that together. So, you know, if you're like, wow, I really enjoyed this guy's random rants about I don't know what he's talking about. I want to learn more. It's like go to my website and then hopefully there's something there that can help you, you know, do better, know better, be better. So one last question for you. What is your final message or thought to share with the new graduating class of 2020 and in regards to developing a growth mindset? Never stop learning, but also never stop acting upon those lessons. Thanks, Zane. So Zane, it's been wonderful speaking with you, learning more about your experience and, and how you've developed or have learned from either challenges or missteps along the way to help you um, really develop a growth mindset throughout your career. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise and being with us today. Thank you. Your Next Career Step is a production of Alumni UBC's Career Education Program. 
Thank you to our host, Nicole Yeasting, and to our guest, Zane Medju. Thank you to everyone involved with creating this podcast and our affinity sponsors, TD Insurance, BMO Alumni UBC MasterCard, and Manulife Financial. A big thank you especially to Jenna McCann, Brian Short, Mike Almack, Pam Yan, and Daniel Flan. And of course, to you, our audience. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, rate and review this podcast to help others find us. On our next episode, alumni Grant Monroe, CEO and founder of Flashstock Technology, will be talking to us about an entrepreneurial mindset and how it's important in this current climate. Grant is the founder and CEO of Flashstock Technology, a leading provider of custom visual content for the world's leading brands. We will learn from his experiences and how he's developed an entrepreneurial mindset along the way. The episode will be aired in two weeks. See you then.